everybody. Welcome back to the College Football Uncensored Podcast, brought to you by Saturday Down South. I'm your host, Tyler Huck, and with me, as always, in his LSU shirt, Chris Marler. Chris. I mean, we're at war. War? I think actually we are at war. It's not that funny. Oh, yeah, that's true. Should we, should we just, I think this week, since it's in the offseason, we should talk about your thoughts on the Ukraine-Russia situation. <laughs> Let me break down Ukraine for you. <laughs> Listen, um, yeah, if anybody knows me, and you know I love breaking down film, um, Ukraine's offense, not great, pretty stagnant, to be honest. Defense, even worse. Um, Russia went right in there, just right through them, like shit through a 10 horn. I don't, I'm, this is probably not And NATO, NATO is trying to get Ukraine in the transfer portal. More like NATO. Right. Right? Am I right? Uh, yeah, they are trying to get in the transfer portal, but here's the thing, does anybody want them? But Russia... Damn sure don't want them to no. go into NATO. They were they were recruited out of high school by I think Mongolia, which I learned this weekend is a real place and not just a um, a name for beef you order at a Chinese restaurant. I definitely did not know that was a real country. <laughs> if you would ask me last week, like, hey Chris, you've been to Mongolia? I'm like, yeah, good one, dude. Mongolia, okay, that's just like only in the game of Risk. Is that where the, real... the beef comes from? I, I would have I would have a thousand percent like that was like a dynasty five hundred years ago. I think I'm getting dumber. I've been talking to this girl about about some stuff. She was helping me with something the other day, and she's smarter than me. I think me. it was called a therapist. No, I don't see a therapist anymore. So that's why I'm so good. <laughs> he got too expensive. Um, no, I was talking to this girl the other day, and I think I'm getting dumber. Or or she's so smart, it it's like I'm worried I'm going to sound dumb, and then I do get in my own head and I sound dumb. Yeah, I think it's probably just the first one. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyways, your LSU shirt. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So, well, one, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Uh, did a little quail hunting this past weekend. You went quail hunting. That was fun. Yeah, I went quail hunting with my. That's my why you father. can do a video. You went quail hunting. Went quail hunting. It's an annual Hunt. tradition between me and my father. Is it really? It is. Tyler, I've known you for several years, and I'm I, I'm glad we're at a point now that you're telling me that because that bachelor party we went on, I would have definitely made you cry instead of Jake if you would have told me you fucking hunt quail with your father. <laughs> like, <laughs> if you would have told me that six years ago when I was in like like the initial stages of like breaking up with my dad, I could not imagine how bad I would have handled that and made fun of you. <laughs> just, just projecting the whole time. Yeah, he's oh, wow. You have a relationship with your dad? Cool, dude. Quail hunting. I'm just like going going to bed every night. Like, I don't fucking wish we were going quail hunting. I just I just didn't want to shoot my dad plays, ever killed man. us our dreams. <laughs> yeah, so things are things are good, man. Did you um, kill any quail? Yeah. Twelve, in fact. Myself. That would that's a that's a whole flock. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what you call. They don't really hang out in, in, in large groups. What? Were they bullied? No, oh, the dogs. You know, the dogs run in. You had dogs with you too? Yeah, the dogs, they point them out. They, they get in that pointing stance, and then the other little dogs run in. They flush them out of wherever they're at. They fly up. Boom. So just to be clear, we started off the show with you telling me a story about you hanging out with your father and dogs this weekend. Yeah, it's pretty much just the dream. <laughs> the American dream. <laughs> um, all right, well, next, tell me about your wife and your lovely family. family. We'll just... Uh, <laughs> No, I'm kidding. It's that's it sounds like a fun time. I I, yeah. I think the only thing anyone knows about quail hunting is from what wedding crashers. Yeah, that's about all I knew a few years ago when we started the tradition. So it's yeah. fun. Well, good deal, man. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I'm wearing an LSU shirt, and I'm wearing it because I don't know what it is about purple, but they make my 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 chest look great. I have like Brian Harson tits right now, and it's fantastic. Like 
Taylor like Klein. Brian Harson going paintballing, Brian Harson. I didn't see the or... video, but I do want to see it. You know, real quick on that, I haven't seen the video, and I get what they're trying to do. But if you are coming out with stories after story after story, and it, that part is true that he's like a verbally abusive coach, and it's a toxic environment, maybe you don't put a gun in his hand of any kind, like of any kind at all. Uh, he's the guy that shows up to paintball way like. Yeah, up. you could tell he really wanted to be like in the army or something. Um, Spider, dude. My man was fully, he had his face painted. He had like, looked like a bulletproof vest on of some sort. Um, full fatigues. It was interesting. Have you ever seen the Bobby Duke story? No. It's called Blackball, the Bobby Duke story. All right, everyone listen to this right now. I'm not going to get in the ins and outs of it. It's going to sound fucking stupid. To this day, it's the funniest video, funniest movie I've ever seen. Kyle Price. Jason King, they will back me up on this. Um, and so it's it's like a mockumentary, right? It came out in like 2004. And it's the entire cast of The Daily Show that was on there. So it's like you've seen Best in Show or Spinal Tap or Waiting for Guffman, mm-hmm. that type of stuff. It's like that. So it's it's all fake, but it's like Rob Riggle, Rob Corddry, um, Andy from The Office. Uh, it, it's like all people you would recognize, like Paul Shear, And it's fucking hilarious it is it is one of the funniest movies i've it is the funniest we've ever seen and i'll never forget like because me kyle and jason talk about all the time i would watch it like once a month it's it's just brilliant right and um so rob riggle comes into houston's one time and he's sitting in this booth by himself and uh and i was like holy shit it's rob riggle and i was like i i'm gonna like go get him a spinach ship like for free and so i ordered him a spinach ship. it was pretty sick dude like i usually use that to girls i was not gonna have sex with but like i was like i'm gonna do it rob riggle this time and uh, so I sent, I sent it to him and um, and I'm like waiting for it. Like, and I'm like, I'm sitting at the back of the bar doing nothing to help my team. I'm just like waiting for the spinach chip and they like, give me the signal, whatever. So I, I walk out of the bar and I'm like the back of the bar, basically it's like this like rectangle shaped island. So where you exit it, his table was right there. And I kept trying mm-hmm. to like hopefully make some sort of contact where it wouldn't just be like, hey, sir, didn't happen. So I go get the- I go get the spinach dip and, uh, and I bring it over to him. He's like, I didn't order that. And I was like, no, no, no. I was, I was giving it to you. And he's like, Oh, okay. Thanks man. And then I panicked and walked away and I was like, fuck Chris, you gotta say wow, something. That was, yeah. That's yeah so, so I go strange. back over there and he's like, he waves at me. I was like, Oh, actually, actually, um, I was just going to tell you real quick. Uh, Blackball is my favorite movie. And he took his Air- AirPods out and he goes, I said more sour cream. And I was like, he, first off, he didn't say it to me, dick. <laughs> and I go, and I go, I'll get it right up for you. I was trying to tell you that Black Bolt is my favorite movie. And he goes, Are you fucking kidding me? And I was like, What? I didn't mean to bother. And he goes, No, no, no. He's like, Black Bolt is your favorite movie. And I was like, Is my all time favorite movie? He goes, You've seen Black Bolt. <laughs> and I was like, Yeah. He goes, Our fucking families haven't seen Black Bolt. And I was like, Perfect, man. <laughs> Um, so he was right. like trying to be funny about it or was he being serious? I think, you know, I think he was, he was like kind of, I hope he was kidding about the sour cream, but whatever. Sort of another day. Um, I think he was just shocked because it's not like, yeah, I, mean, it's, right. it, it, I don't even know how we found it. It was like, it was not a very popular movie. It's hard to find. Anyway, I'm wearing an LSU shirt. Again. Uh, I just so okay. <laughs> You're wearing a lot of LSU sh- shirts recently. Hats. I've been to LSU a bunch and I like, I, so I like, I like, as you guys saw with the Oregon state shit, and that was obviously a little bit different and now I don't have any more Oregon state stuff. Um, but like, I, I mean, I just love college football. I love college sports in general. So I, I like, 
going to different places and getting stuff from it's like going to like a baseball park you get a hat. But you, so you must not view lsu as a as big of a Bingo. rivalry as some of the other stuff so so that's the main point i was also going to make too with these because like <laughs> the bama fans are like pissed off at me i guess like, and i thought it was a joke they were dead serious there's several people reached out and it's like i can't believe you call yourself a bama fan wearing that shit and i was like well it's because huh? you're a fog don't start with me we're not doing this right now okay go on so <laughs> so, so um no, Mickey Sherry is one of my best friends and we've got to know each other through the years in the pod. And I, I went down to visit him in Baton Rouge and I've never not had a good time in Baton Rouge. I, granted, I've never been there for like a Bama game and I've heard things would be a lot different. They'd probably treat me differently if, if I was down there for a Bama game, but I've never had a not good time in Baton Rouge. It's the fucking best. It's, it's an incredible stadium. It's an incredible environment. Um, they just drink nonstop. It, Death Valley at night is incredible. But yeah, so, and I, and I just love college football and it did like, I don't give a shit if you think I'm less of a fan because I'm wearing a t-shirt. Like I don't now on game day. No, fuck. No, I wouldn't wear an LSU shirt. Absolutely not. But I just don't, I don't know if it's because I'm getting older or what, but I just don't have that kind of hate for, uh, for teams like that 24 seven. Um, I mean, Ohio state. Yeah, sure. But Bama fans calling me out over and over and over again. Because the other part is too, it's like, how do you, like, I wouldn't wear a Tennessee shirt, right? It's not for every team. I, it's orange doesn't look great on me. But we've beaten LSU, like, the only time they haven't beaten LSU seemingly in the last decade was the biggest win of not only their lives, but like everyone's life, apparently. Because it's, it's the only time you, whenever they reference LSU, like on 24 7 or like, or that picture is always shown. If you ever see anything of Joe Burrow, if you see any picture of fucking Coach O, it's always that game. It's always that they want a fucking national championship and beat seven top 10 teams that year. And it's only the Bama game. So that's great. Wow. But yeah, great season. Texas won. They were bad, but like, no, I, I, I respect LSU fans. Chris Gordy. I love Chris Gordy. Sean, Sean, uh, Larkin and Nick Halliby. They're great people. I just, yeah, they're non-threat. It's like, wow. Like, hey, okay. Buddy. Well, <laughs> let's talk about college football expansion. Cause yeah. we were getting excited about it or we at least had, talked a lot about it and uh the chance of that happening for 2024 and 2025 ended yeah. on friday um the big 10 the acc the pac-12 basically shot down a proposal that needed unanimous backing so um why would that be unanimous that's weird for sure i'm sure there's a reason um but this all kind of started when all the Oklahoma, Texas to the SEC stuff came out. Um, essentially, it feels like the AC, at, at least I think the Big Ten after this new TV deal that they're signing, that's like just ridiculous money that, that yeah. came out. But the yeah, ACC and the Pac-12, basically, they've got to find a way to survive here. Honestly. I, the Pac-12, we talked about this today on a video we did, and I was like, because I've, I've been laughing at this the whole time, even when I was associated with the Pac-12 still. And like, it, it is the most brick Tamlin type shit imaginable. They're, they're just there. They are just there. They don't, they don't bring anything to the table besides being laughed at. I mean, what I don't, somebody's have to explain to me what benefit they're getting out of this at all. And, and I know that like, I mean, it feels to me like uh, the big 10 was trying to do this, like just to piss off the SEC. Right. And they were just like begging for someone to go with them. Like somebody's got to stand with us, right? 
Right. There's, there's nothing, there's not giving anything of, of like gain monetary, like, like emotional, like whatever you want to say, there's nothing about that, that relationship in that alliance. That's like helpful to the PAC 12. Why are you looking confused? Right. Well, I'm just, I'm looking through some articles, trying to figure out the real reason why a team or a conference like the big 10, for example, or the ACC wouldn't want expansion. Right. Um, I mean, apparently the number uh, is estimated to be 450 million in new TV money that would be left on the table. Um, no one needs that money. Maybe the Pac-12, maybe the Big 12 now with Texas and Oklahoma leaving, but they don't yeah. need that money. I, I'm fucking shocked that the Big Ten's getting that kind of that kind of deal. Well, what's weird is, I mean, you know, Bob Bowlesby, who's the commissioner of the Big 12, was part of a four-man group that included Greg Sankey, SEC mm -hmm. commissioner, that spent two years working on this 12-team playoff proposal um, where the top six highest-ranked conference champions plus six at large right. are in. So really, I don't, I don't think the Big 12 has a problem with it. Um, they probably now more than ever wanted to expand because I don't know how they're going to get in once Oklahoma and Texas are out. The Big 12 didn't vote against it. That's what I'm saying. So yeah. um, they, they, they weren't voting against it. But along those same lines, I don't know why the Pac-12 would be against it. You know what I'm if saying? It's almost the exact same situation. Gain, if there's anyone that's going to gain from... from expanding the playoff out of the, especially out of the power five conferences, it's the PAC 12. They've only right. had one team go there. It was in 2016. That was Washington. And they were, they were one and done. It was like a, the 24 seven game against Bama. But like, I mean, it has been, they have been kept out of the, the playoff every year. And, and like, to be fair, it hasn't been like necessarily a situation that was really close. Right. Like we've, we've talked about Oregon and other teams, like I believe like, in October, like what's going to happen if Oregon, I feel like that's like the, the situation, the doomsday situation. People always ask like, all right, but what if, like, what if there's an undefeated group, group of five school and there's a, um, and there's a, uh, what do you call it? A, an undefeated or a one loss pack 12 school, like who gets in or like a, a one loss pack 12 school or undefeated in a one loss sec who gets in. It's like, like everything is just extra with them. Like, you know, they, they could, if this happens, they are the least respected conference in the, in the country. Right. I, I mean, I, I don't think. And football. Yeah. 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 Football for sure. I, I would honestly, I think the, the American, like the AAC probably gets more respect than, especially when we talk about the playoff, not just because Cincinnati went this year, but when they talk playoff scenarios, it seems like they're often, they're way, they're involved way more often than, than the PAC 12. Yeah. So I don't know. I like, Somebody brought up a good point today, and they're talking about the fact that like USC is going to be their Ohio State, right? Like the Pac-12 is going to be all over pushing USC because that's their meal ticket to get to the playoff. Utah is the best team in the Pac-12, not just because they won it this year, but like throughout the last like several years, they've been the most consistently good team, and the Pac-12 will not get behind them because they're not a sexy brand. There's nothing sexy about people in Utah, you know that. Pale as hell, probably wearing dresses down to their ankles and shit. I mean, I, I feel like I would love Utah. I've never been, but it seems cool. <laughs> no, they're, they're not gonna they're not gonna push for them like they would for other teams, and that's sad. But I don't I just don't get like if your whole if your whole reasoning behind this was all right, if you go to 12 teams, then 
like we need to go to 12 teams first off. It's what they wanted because the SEC is dominating this and it'd be like, and every single fan that you told us to was pretty thrilled with the idea. It, like the moment we heard home, home and uh, a home game in the first round, every single college football fan, I, I feel like their, their ears perked up. They, we were so excited for that possibility of like the, and the example I keep using is like, what if Georgia goes up to Madison, Wisconsin for a night game in like December, like that shit's awesome. Like that is, that's the reason why we're, we're doing all these home and homes now. Like, because right. it's, it's generating like, like attendance in college football games has never been lower. And it's because you have all everything on TV imaginable. Right. And so you're doing all these things to try to like rebuild that excitement and get people to come back out. Cause it's hard to fill a hundred seat, a hundred thousand seat stadium with, you know, Louisiana Monroe and especially when they're going to be you. But um, yeah, I think everyone's excited and the, the real losers out of all this is the fucking fans. Yeah. Well, let's be honest. I'm kind of shocked just because in college football, well, really life in general, money just controls everything, right? Yep. So it's this would mean a ton more money. Um, so I don't know, you know, the, the ACC, you know, the, their new commissioner, Jim Phillips, has been taking this stance basically since this all started being talked about. Uh, that just not the right time for expansion. So it doesn't mean necessarily that this this is just never going to happen, but right. it just means that it's definitely not happening before the end of this current contract that ends in 2025, after the 2025 season. But, so but 2026, that, you'll I think you'll definitely see it. I don't. I don't. Well, and, and I don't think Kevin Warren has a job at that point. The Big Ten commissioner... And, and everyone on here knows I hate the Big Ten. And you guys have heard me bitch about Kevin Warren and all that kind of stuff. And just hear me out here because this is not like a Marler rant because I hate Ohio State or whatever. He is objectively awful at his job. And he's objectively done nothing to promote the sport like for fans. This is the same person. You heard John, if you don't believe me, you heard Josh Pate say it when he came on here. Kevin Warren is a commissioner of a fucking athletic conference. And he tried, he went out of his way and, and, and like initiated the efforts to get a college football season canceled. Think about that. Like, I mean, like really think about that. Like, like how, how many people that affects, like it affects your happiness. It affects, you know, like fans, it affects those student athletes, all of these people who were dependent, like, I don't mean just financially or like the towns that were going to make it, you know, that's not why all these people that were going to be affected by that. Players, fans, coaches, cities, all of that. He was doing that for a fucking power play. So the SEC would have to go to nine games. Like all of that was done. Like think about, think about like the ripple effect that could have caused and the damage that would have done to the sport and all these people because that guy was trying to make a power play that, that he wanted to. Just one fucking guy. It's like, that's why I don't like politics. It's like this guy's just make he's doing something for his own interest that he thinks is right. And it's so fucking, it makes me, I'm so fucking heated already. I just like, he, I just, I hate, I hate the fact that that person who tried to, he tried to get rid of a season of this sport is allowed to still make decisions or be like influence decisions about the sport. It makes no sense to me. And, and, and that's where we are. And you have all these different people, but you have also have grown ass men that have been meeting since like, you know, last January and you you can't get any compromise at all. None of y'all can figure out a compromise. Like I mean, it just it, it's like the NCAA, man. It's like you know you you sit there and think, here's the governing body, here's who's who's making these decisions that affects all these kids, all these players, right? Student athletes. That's what they're there for. That's what they're supposed to be doing. That's what the fucking commissioner is supposed to be doing. 
And and the the fact that you have those 11 guys not able to just sit there and and think of a decision that, that is just best for everyone and find a compromise. It's just, I mean, that's so fucking stubborn and stupid. I thought I would have dated them. It's like, it's, it's unbelievable. To be fair, they are set to become the first college conference to eclipse a billion dollars per year in a media deal. Cool, man. That's awesome. It'd be really cool if you just also... So so the, the, the conference that literally tried to stop a season of football, they're, they're going to benefit from that. Sounds like it. Good, man. Good for, good, good for Kevin Warren. That's awesome. I'm, I'm happy for him. It's really... He's, I mean, he's earned it, you know? Yeah. So whether it's ESPN or Fox, we don't we don't know yet, but there will probably be a new better TV deal in 2026. 2024 is when the negotiation period opens up with ESPN on a new TV deal. So that's probably the next time you'll hear about expansion in further detail. But for now, we're not getting it. Okay. So real quick on this too, and this is just as so this is like like the Kevin Warren thing I said, like, you know, moving past even the season ago what he was trying to do. The fact that you're going to these meetings and that is, so the, the only reason that they ever formed this alliance, like the, 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 as somebody put it today, the carrot at the end of the stick was they're going to do non-conference games and, and they're going to have like this, you know, interactive ability to do non-conference games against each other. It's, you know what I mean? And that'll be the benefit for everyone. So of course the PAC 12 would be like, oh, okay, sure. And like, you know, ACC and you're going to bolster strength of schedule and blah, blah, blah to do that. You're probably going to have to go down, if you're the Big Ten, to eight games, eight conference games instead of nine. And that's what started the whole process about trying to get the season canceled because they wanted they wanted the SEC to force their hand to go from eight to, eight to nine. So now you have the president from, from uh, what do you call it, the president from Ohio State saying, I would, I would rather quit our program than go down to from nine to eight games. Again, just the most stubborn, dumb shit imaginable that like you're just digging in on what? Like, just, just like, like that, that is like the most old man outside of a country general store mad about the flag, like type shit I've ever heard. Just what I just, I don't get it. I don't get it. It's just stupid. It's a little weird, but, uh, I'm thinking we'll probably get some sort of expansion at some point in the 2026 season would be my guess. I don't think it'll be delayed much after that. Again, money rules, everything. And if it's more money for everybody involved, there's probably going to be a sign-off on it. They're going to have to figure out some of the, the the details because if you expand the playoffs to 12 teams, even more games for players to play in. You got all the NIL stuff, people opting out. So we'll just see where it goes with all that. They got a lot to figure out in the next few years, but for now, we'll stay where we are. Yeah. So guys like our one of our favorite guests, Josh Pate, are happy. And some are a little bit mad. Um Last thing I'll say on it too, if you think that if you think that the power play, the decision is we need to go to we need to keep less game or less people um, involved in the playoff. Like we need to keep four teams, not go to twelve. Because if we go to twelve, the SEC has a chance to get more teams in. Because that is one of the fears they had, right? It, they just played two of them just played for the national championship against each other, and you've had half the field, right? Like for, that's the second time it's happened in five years. You've had three different teams win the national championship in three consecutive years, like. The SEC is not stopping. I and mean, I'm not trying to be a homer when I say that. It's like, like if, if you're trying, if you're worried about doing something to, to stop this train, it's, you're not going to fucking do it, man. Either get off the fucking tracks, Kevin, or something else. I don't know the other part. Of, I don't know the other part of that. 
right. <laughs> All right. Speaking of the Big Ten, I'm going to jump around a little bit here. Did you see the Juwan Howard stuff? <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> That's tough. <laughs> okay, let's so, first say, talk about the punch itself. Yes, I would love to talk about the punch itself. Well, hold on. Let, let's let's set the scene. I think by this point, All right. most people have seen this. But Light some candles. Michigan, who's been a power basketball program over the last couple seasons. They've mm-hmm. they've done well in the tournament, things like that. Um, they played Wisconsin over the weekend. Michigan not doing that great. So they're they're coming down the stretch. They're 14 and 11. They're eight and Final seven in the Big last Ten. Year, right? Yeah. They they had they've got some work to do down the stretch to secure right. a berth in the tournament. Well they're not gonna have their head coach because um in a game that was really the fight was because the game was out of out of hand like you there was no coming back right and michigan i, I don't know i want to get your take here but essentially michigan is pressing at the end of the game when they're down when basically wisconsin has their backups in and wisconsin heads heads coach uh, was it greg guard i don't, I don't know. know i just know that there was That's like a uh, there's he calls a, timeout with 15 seconds left in the right. game when they're up. What was it? 77 to 63. And Juwan Howard didn't like it. Game ends. They're going through the line. And it's just one of those things where, and like the credits, it was a CBS game. Credits are rolling. The CBS sports music is right. playing. And all of a sudden, it's like when you, you'd see like two dads at a little league game like you could see things are escalating one quickly. of the dads played juco baseball so he's like and he's still somehow big <laughs> like, <laughs> right um clearly and now there's been video that's come out where you know juan howard who's wearing a mask takes it down yeah. and, and he basically says you know i won't forget that shit the timeout talking about the timeout and thing to say to somebody and greg guard immediately does the thing that you know just escalates a fight which is he grabs him and he kind of was like, "Hey, hey, I'm not, I'm not trying to start anything here, I just, but I did grab you, yeah. And we're now we're going, and they're they're jawing a little bit. Players come in, assistants come in, and Juwan Howard. I'll let you describe what what happened after that. Okay, and it's it's semantics, I guess, at this point because he was in the wrong. But like, it, it, so it's the way the story is written and been told is that he punched him. First of all, the guy's name, he's a Wisconsin assistant, Joe Krabenhoff, which is yes, exactly. another fantastic Big Ten name. <laughs> they said it, he said it in the uh, Surprise he's not a conference punter. call this morning, and I go, Krabenhoff's his name? And I'm like testing, or texting Dustin Shooty about it, and I'm like, and I spell it with like a C because I just assume, yeah, like good. an idiot. Of course, of course it's with a K. Of course it's Krabenhoff with a K. It's the most Big Ten name ever. Yeah, he should have. I'm sure he was a punter for Wisconsin in his form. Without life. a doubt, yeah. So he's in the mix. You got assistance jawing, and Juwan Howard comes in with some might call it like a almost like a bear paw. Like, how would you describe what happened? Yeah, it was an open hand slap to his face. It was like, but it wasn't like a disrespect one. It was like he he was like, I felt like he was trying to stop himself, but Sue's like, no, fucking do it, and and so he just kind of awkwardly got into this weird. His hand was wide open. It's hard. It's not a punch if your hand is wide open. I mean, it's just not it, like, you right. know, just like it ain't a party if they ain't, if there ain't drinks there. You know what I mean, brother? Um, no, that's just not, I don't think 
he should have done it. And it's a very bad example. And it's, it's hilarious. The fact that now you point out even worse leadership in the big 10, but like I, <laughs> with the weird fallout is the fact that Wisconsin got nothing. Yeah, $10,000 fine. That, that Wisconsin came out and said the coach won't be paying that. We will pay that for him. Right. And they, they, they were in the locker room when they already had filed their shit. Like it was like yeah. right off the bat. Um, so which that tells me what, this is also not the first incident Juwan Howard's had. He's yeah, coach he's like a little testy. Yeah. yeah. And it, like, I mean, he just didn't, he didn't give me that vibe. <laughs> like, he didn't, you know, that intensity vibe, but it's, I'm, well, remember his, remember his opening press conference when he was like super emotional and he was like, yeah, so happy to be back. Michigan man, all this stuff. Michigan man. Well, he's now suspended for the final five games of the regular season. Which came from, the, from Michigan, not the Big Ten. From Michigan and Big Ten said it supported the decision, um, which, I mean, of course, they were quick to basically denounce what he did. Um, but yeah, man, suspended for the five games. Very important five games for Michigan. Fine forty thousand um, dollars. Say it like that. That's not a lot of money. Well, cons- well, considering he's also his he's suspended without pay. So that's another I think one hundred and thirty six thousand gross out of his pocket. One hundred thirty six thousand the next four games. I'm pretty sure it's that number. He's gotta I, be I, basketball I, coaches, dude. Yeah, I should probably learn about the game first. No, I, I didn't. I tweeted about it all weekend. People, people love it. <laughs> um, no. So, what do like, you think? What do you think? Was it too much? Too little? Here's Paul Feinbaum made a really good point about this, and I agreed with him. Which was, I, I think it was too much. Obviously, it was too much because you're. I don't think it has anything to do with the fact that there's like, there's. I mean, you're you're you just play a game for 40, 40 minutes, right? If you're a competitor, you don't like fucking losing. And there's also this, this is like the baseball unwritten rules. It's like you don't you don't lay a butt down. Somebody's in a no hitter. You don't throw at somebody's head when it's like you know like whatever. Um, the the bad part, like the part that was was bad for Howard, just like not to say unlucky because the whole thing looked bad. But football's over, so you, like the Super Bowl's done, right? You have you have All Star Weekend, so you have the All Star Game that night. There's no sports that are on. You have women's basketball. There's nothing on. So this gets all the coverage, like every bit of coverage imaginable. And so I think that's why it was kind of exacerbated. But for me, it was just like the fact that he's done it twice, that's a bigger deal, I think. And the fact that he was so upset. I also know a lot of people, I would say a majority of, of grown men that it don't you don't put your fucking hands on me. Absolutely yeah. don't put your hands on me. Like, like I mean. It, but like, you're, you're also like a professional human being being paid like $4 million a year to be a professional. Right. You can't really bring that to your workplace and be like, which one put your head on me, bro. Like, yeah, that's also very true. No, I completely <laughs> like, agree. I completely agree. I think, and I think that like we, he, I mean, he probably, I mean, he was a player in the NBA for how, I mean, forever, right? Like fucking two yeah, see, like That's so. the former player coming out in him. Exactly. Like, and, that and happens associ- with players. Yeah. His association with the game for the longest period of time is that right. And so, yep. I think he probably assumed that, that like, that's the, what he was going to get reciprocated was that from that guy. And, and I didn't see if he grabbed his shirt or if he just was like, Hey, like, like palm to the chest. Like, let me just talk to you for a second. Um, cause, but, but he I'm sure it wasn't any. like that. No, I mean, I'm sure hey, hey man, uh, just real quick here. I wanted to apologize for the time out there. If you grab I just my really shirt. disagreed with you pressing me. 
Well, it was so the other part too. That's my great guard. Out. That was my great guard. That was a good great guard. People don't know him, but that's good. Never, um, never heard him talking about <laughs> So, uh, the other, I mean, when he, when he called a timeout with 15 seconds left and put the starters back in, it wasn't like this was like, uh, did you not know that? I thought the reserves weren't. Uh, he put in after the timeout, he put in the starters. Yes. <laughs> that was the whole thing. It was like, oh, that's good. Yeah, and so so it, like it's just like this petty bullshit back and forth, and we're all here for that part. And like, I just think it was it was kind of overblown the fact that like uh, if you go back and watch the tape, if any of you go back and watch the tape, please do yourself. And we love we watch we love watching tape. We love watching tape. I Big love, tape guys. I watch, I watch Golden Girls all the time on VHS. So um, if if you go back and watch the tape, just do yourself a favor and watch number forty four for Michigan. I, I like, I, I don't know who he is. I think he's a, I think he's a starter. He starts out the very beginning of that video in between the two coaches, like trying to get in between him, right? His arms, he's like right in the thick of it. The moment I don't say punches were thrown, the moment, like any sort of like aggressive, like physical stuff started happening, like pushing and shoving that dude was in outside of the fucking circle so quickly. So if you're playing against him the rest of the season, listen up right now, like fucking back him down. Cause he is, he's, there's no chance that he's going to be able to stop you. Like, that guy was soft as shit. Um, no. So I, I get the thing with Howard being upset, but oh, Howard's also mad because he's like, they're underperforming and he's probably like projecting on this guy. Just both of them are at fault for some of it. I don't think it was a punch. I don't think he should have grabbed his shirt. Like you grab my shirt and do that. Like I'm first off, I'm going to yell at you because you've wrinkled my shirt. Yeah. That's not okay. What do you think all- Will Wade would do? Given the LSU gear. Um, <laughs> um, no, uh, who is the bigger asshole? Jawan Howard for running press at the end of the game or Greg Gard essentially reacting to that, saying he called the timeout because he was like, look, my reserves, they couldn't get the ball across in 10 seconds, mm-hmm. so I didn't want to get it. And then putting in the starters. Who won? Who won the game? Yeah. yeah. Wisconsin. Yeah, I know. But that's all that really matters. So, Juwan Howard is a bigger asshole, in my opinion, like for sure, especially how it played out. But if you're talking even before the punch, I'm talking, yeah, before punch, he's still the bigger, he's still the bigger asshole. Yeah. Like, I, mean, yeah, I don't think like, he'd be pressing there. It's a huge asshole thing. move there, though, by Greg Gard to put yeah. the, the starters back. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I respect it, though. I mean, like, it's reactive. Like, I mean, I, I feel like that was just such like a, like, like just nuts on your face. <laughs> like just like just <laughs> fuck you, dude. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, it's too good. Well, we'll we'll stick with the Big Ten theme because uh, I know you no. did a deep dive. I know you did a deep dive. You're a big deep dive guy, and I love that yeah. about you. Do you? This did not get a lot of uh, play. I'll say that. Um, so you on. did Go some ahead. research here because what 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 was the impetus for the research? So I was. Why did I find it too? Where did it go? Oh boy, send one of these damn. Binders. Hold on here, Tyler. Um, so this is what brought this on. So I was I was talking with somebody the other day about uh I have no idea where this damn thing is. For those no not idea. watching on video, which is probably everybody, um, until we get the YouTube channel rolling. Chris is frantically frantically yeah, where did I put through this? 17 binders that he's created. Notes that do those all those binders of how like how far does that date back? Is that like within the last couple of months or is that like years? It's a, uh, there's a lot going on there, but you guys know if you ever, if you follow Chris on Twitter, 
basically every once in a while, I don't know if it'll, it's a random Saturday, typically not, usually during the middle of the week, Chris does a thread. <laughs> he just brought out a bat, and I'm not even joking, a basket full, full of binders. There's, there's of- a minimum 40 in here. It's like comedy, <laughs> old sports stuff. But if you ever uh, if you follow Chris on Twitter at Vern Funquist, he'll go on these deep dives, mm-hmm. a Twitter thread of of statistics that just come. Uh, where w- do you remember the impetus of what got this created? Or are you? Yeah, so in, or do you have ADD like, right now, and you're you're not going to think of anything besides finding your notes? Well, so here's the deal. I was doing a deep dive on. Um, the best two sport athletes that played football and baseball in the SEC, right? So I'm looking at that. Where the fuck could I put this? I'm looking at that. And as I'm looking at it, I see like somebody made a comment about like, oh no, you know what it was? It was the the frozen dick thing. It was the frozen penis thing. <laughs> Which we're going to get to at the end of the pod. Yeah, but... we're going to talk about that too. So it, I have no fucking clue where this is. I have no idea. Uh, but I remember all the stuff. So... Um, and you can pull it up on Twitter because I tweeted it the other day. But uh, so basically, I made a joke, and it was like yeah, a little just preview of what we're going to talk about later. Uh, a Olympian had to drop out of a race that he trained four years for because he uh, his dick froze. And like, that's it. <laughs> that, that's, <laughs> like, that's, that's a real story. We're going to talk about it later. So I made this tweet, and I was like, "That's exactly why the SEC won't go up to the Big Ten. Uh, for away games, because we always hear this argument that the SEC won't go up north of Mason-Dixon line. They refuse to go play. And you'll hear these like Big Ten fans. And I, I primarily hear it from Wisconsin and Ohio State. And it's like, yeah, you don't, you don't, you don't come here in November when it's cold. It's, it's not even like they'll bring up the week 13 game against like, you know, Mercer or whatever. But it's always that. Or the cold thing. And it might be equal amount, which is such a weird thing to say. Like, you can't handle the cold. What? We'll just wear fucking layers, dude. My penis isn't going to freeze. We'll we'll be fine. So I'm um, I'm like, when I said that, somebody had commented. And he's like, but it's true, though. Y'all won't travel. And I was like, and here we go. So I I was wondering about this. And to be honest, I kind of just assumed there was merit to it. Because they, so many people had said it. Surely it was true. Yeah. No, it took the 11 works. minutes. It took 11 minutes to look at it. And it was like, and what I did was I didn't do the whole um, conference because I was in the middle of another deep dive. But I didn't want to do the whole conference. I just looked at the top five teams, the, the teams that you would not want to play the most, basically, right? So Ohio State, Michigan, Wisconsin, Penn State, and Michigan State. The most relevant teams the most like consistently good teams and the teams that if you were scared to play a team, it would be that team. Right. And so, Mm -hmm. and also just so happens to be the ones that are most vocal about it. Ohio state's been saying this shit forever, forever. And the whole argument is, is regular season away games. The sec won't travel. Ohio state has played four total games in the regular season that weren't at a neutral site against the sec Four. Four, three Four. of them, three of them were at home, which means they only traveled one time, and it was in 1988 to to LSU. How'd that go for it, them? 
if if your if your argument about being scared to travel involves in your like your defense is one game that you went to in 1988 I, like how do you make that fucking argument like i just i don't and, I, and also by the way i don't know anyone scared that's to go like, play at ohio state like, that's like darren Ravel um being like why how could you question me on black history month right i have i said <laughs> I have it nine Mark, martin luther king <laughs> like not, but see here's the thing like like also, and this is, I'm not trying to be petty. Well, I am, but like, if you're going to say that shit and like, you're scared to come play us in the shoe, bro, every fucking time y'all play a big game in the shoe, it feels like y'all lose. Like in the last few, t- I mean, Oklahoma, Baker Mayfield waving that flag all over your, all over the O, Oregon goes up there, you know, that state's trash at football. So I just, I'm like looking at this, I'm like, this is kind of crazy like, that, that they would be that boisterous, that argument. So then I keep looking and I'm like, okay, well, Here's Michigan State. Michigan State had uh, six total games, and there was like, um, was it, I think it was six. Are you looking at it? I'm trying to find it on your Twitter timeline, but you tweet a lot. Boy, I do tweet a lot. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm, so Wisconsin, I know, was two. They've only played uh, two regular season games against the SEC, one against um, – they won at home, one on the road, and they were both against LSU. They were in like 1978 or 1972. Didn't Bama she, play them neutral site recently? Uh, we did, yeah, in 2015. And I, that's, I also didn't even count the time LSU went up there to go play in Lambeau, which is whatever. No. So then you have uh, Michigan State. Michigan State had, um, I believe, six total games. I believe six total games, if you can find the tweet. And it was four and two. And I'm almost positive, actually, that's right. Um, four home games, two road games. The, the games were against Kentucky, Vanderbilt, Tulane, and Georgia Tech. The last time they've gone on the road or even scheduled a SEC team in the like, like in the regular season that wasn't neutral site, 1948. To be fair, that, that, the schedule was a gauntlet that year for Michigan State. <laughs> the fact that they were able to go on the road against an SEC team. <laughs> Just travel-wise. We don't have the money to go down. Y'all meet us halfway or some shit. I don't know. Um, no, but that's the last time they've done it. And, and so then you, uh, like the last team was, was, or last teams were Michigan and Penn state. And so I looked, I went to Penn state because the objective part of me wanted to be like, okay, I know Penn state has played sec schools because growing up a Bama fan, hearing these stories from the eighties, Bama Penn state played every year in the eighties in a home and home. And they would play in Birmingham one year, they would play in happy Valley. And it was a, it was like a fucking great series. It was very evenly matched all that. And so I'm like, okay, I'm going through it. And I'm like, they played 20 total regular season games against, the SEC and 10 on the road, 10 at home, which is that's respectable. Yeah. Six of those were against Bama and that one, uh, in, like, you know, five being in the eighties and then one in like 2011. Um, and then they had played, what was it? Uh, they had played two against Vandy and two against Kentucky. Like, so, or maybe it's like LSU either way. So they, had, well, they got Auburn and uh, next year away. Well, they had Auburn at home this year. Yeah. So they, and they're on the road for next year. But so, like I was like, that's respectable. And then I go to Michigan. <laughs> so before we get to Michigan, I'll just tell you, I called, I called Dustin, who's a, the big 10 fan. And I asked him or covers big 10. I asked him if that was a fair set of parameters for what I'm doing. And he said, yes. He, he said, these are the best teams. Here's blah, blah, blah. And I said, I brought the Penn state thing and he goes, wow. Okay. And he goes, you know, that, you know, that Penn state didn't join the conference until 1993. And I was like, what was that? So seven, seven, 
since they've joined the S, this is the, the Big Ten, they've only done it once. They've only done it one time, which is just amazing. Because like, I was like, well, they, you know, at least Penn State did it. At least you have one team, right? Because I tell you what, Tyler, I got to Michigan, who's the other blue blood of that conference that everyone talks about, and have the rich tradition history, even though they've won a half a national championship one time since 1948. Six times they've played a regular season game against, or against the SEC. Zero. Zero times have they gone down to the uh, down and played an SEC, SEC school at their stadium. They did just have Shea Patterson go number one in the USFL draft, though. That's sick. That's sick. I love that. Here's the thing. I just, like, make your own assessments out of this. It's only five teams, whatever. Say the SEC is still scared. A lot of these games are dated. And, and you also did have, like, the neutral site stuff. And all these teams are now scheduling home and homes. Sure. But the fact that you've been so firm – because that's part of the scheduling too. And I did not intend to talk about the Big Ten this much. That's part of the scheduling too, is this kind of like, I don't know, um, arrogance of you you should come up here because you only play eight conference games and you guys, like like everything they do, they have to dismiss some part of it instead of giving them credit. Like, well, you only play eight games and you guys play this. Like 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 even our social media guy, I love him to death. He's a great dude. But he, he brought up, he's like, I don't like the week 13 stuff you guys do. Like you guys play those week games. And I'm like, yeah, well, they just played fucking eight games against teams that are playing the national championship. Like, what? <laughs> like, you, you don't like Auburn playing Akron? I bet Auburn doesn't like playing Georgia and Bama every fucking year, just like Tennessee doesn't like doing it. So I just thought it was kind of stupid, and I was very shocked, especially the fact that, like, Ohio State and Michigan, it was that drastic of a difference because it, it just it, – it was, it was crazy. From the Big Ten – down to the SEC. I want to talk real quick. You. Your thoughts on what? On Saban, on Saban and his comments here. Uh, recently, Saban spoke to the coaches at the Alabama Football Coaches Association, and he was discussing three out. They'll go unnamed, <laughs> right? Yeah, the unnamed. Yeah, no one knows who he's talking about, but he's discussing three Alabama football players who, Chris, they were very bad. They did not take full advantage of their, their opportunities. Why are you saying it like that? What, what are you doing? <laughs> it's my dad move. Okay. Now, now. Um, so, anyways, he was talking uh, about these guys who, who are backups that are in today's day and age are kind of frustrated with their circumstances. And so... They're talking about going in the portal and, and they don't really take... Once they realize they're not starting they don't really take their job seriously anymore and they're not working at their craft every day to be prepared for that big moment and three guys again unnamed they all had significant roles in the national championship game and quote not one of them not one could take advantage of the opportunity that they had because they never grind through it so chris what three players is he talking about? Can you name them? It doesn't fucking matter. With, it's, it, a guy, a Hall, whatever his name is, definitely yeah, one Jai, of them. Yeah, Jai Hall is a definitely Hall. one of them. But see, but here's the thing. What was amazing about this was was the difference in reaction to people because you have – Saban is such a polarizing person, right? And and the reason he's polarizing, the most the, – the biggest reason, if you're being honest with yourselves, anyone listening to this podcast right now that says they hate Saban, you could, you could say whatever you want about what he did in Miami and came here and – and he, he lied to his players or he's mean. He didn't, like Whatever you want to make up and tell yourself, that's not why you hate him. And, and I'm not saying this to be arrogant, but the reason you hate him is because he's so fucking good. And most likely because he's beating your team 
like like a lot of times over the years. And again, I'm not being I'm not being arrogant when I say that, but that's the reason why. I'll never forget my high school coach saying this, and I've, I've said it on here before. People will forgive you for a lot of things, and success is not one of them. And he has come through and just run like roughshod over the entire conference. So I knew that somebody was going to take this the wrong way. I, like there was going to be some collective group that would be like, he's throwing his players under the bus. It's like, no, <laughs> he's not. But he did say, he did say stuff about how they had five starters out. They're playing a third string defensive back, two other guys at defense uh, back. And like, I didn't hear him say that's why we lost. I didn't hear him say any of that, but you just, you had this collection of people that were so frustrated and so mad that he would, he would do that. He's not a player's coach. He's thrown, like, he doesn't care about his players. And you're like, what? Like the, the, the anger that came from it. I was, I was very surprised because what I heard was in any other, any other per, like, team, their coach had done it. Like if Mark Rick had done that, if Mark Rick had done that and like, like held them out when they, when they could have been playing, you know, because of, character shit and they, they weren't doing the right things in practice. If Mark Rick had done it, you would fucking build a statue for him immediately. Cause it was like, see, that's the coach is the right way. Like he knows if you're not, if you're not a team guy and you're not doing these things right. Like, you know, you're, you're not going to play. I, I don't know. I mean, like the whole, the whole thing about like develop your players better, which is hilarious to me, by the way. Um, that was one thing that was brought up. Like they should develop their players better. Uh, at that position, especially, I don't know if that's an argument we're going to make. Um, but yeah, I just thought, I thought it was kind of bizarre. I, the stuff with Ruggs was, was frustrating. It was like sad to hear, you know, but he brought up the Henry Muggs saying, Henry Ruggs saying, he said, there's a player in Las Vegas who was drinking at three o'clock in the morning with his buddies and his girlfriend. Some, someone would have taken his keys. It probably would have pissed him off. It probably would have made him mad. He probably wouldn't have that much. He wouldn't have thought much of you for doing that. But would he be better off now? Or is he better off where he was going 156 miles an hour, running his ass into somebody and killing them. And now he's in jail and he doesn't have a career anymore. And he's a good kid. He never had one problem on our team in Alabama. So what kind of friend were you? What kind of leader were you when you allowed the guy to do it? But nobody wants to do that because they're afraid of what somebody's going to think of him. So the whole thing was about like the lack of leadership in general and how people don't want to step up and say stuff because they're worried about what people think about them. And I, just, I thought it was like interesting in general because of the, the rug stuff. And that's such a touchy subject to bring up. And I don't think that he was like, because of this take that's happening too. It's like coach Saban blames so-and-so for, for Henry Ruggs. Like, like, you know, homicide is like, that's not what's happening here. I, th I thought it was an interesting point. I don't know if that's the best example I would have given about like the, the drunk driving thing. I also can't fathom doing that because of where Ubers are, but um I don't know. I, I just thought that it was, I thought we were getting to a point where he was getting older. So we weren't going to have to hear dumb shit about like an overreact to his quotes anymore, but I was wrong. I love this, the stuff that he, he, he said about the rug situation. I mean, I'd feel for rugs, obviously, yeah. you know, doesn't feel too bad when you're drunk driving 150 miles an hour and you kill somebody, but yeah, the point is well taken. It's, um, being a leader is is not as much raw raw guy as like just being able to say something to somebody regardless of what yep. they're going to react to you because it's the best situation for everybody. I just thought that was a cool thing. Um, he didn't get a lot of heat for that one, but he damn sure got some heat for the uh, the other one. So that, thought it was I just, interesting. I'll say this too, real quick. The the thing about the rug situation that like all of us could learn from is the fact that like, I mean, I don't condone this at all, and I'm not I'm not saying it to be funny, but. 
I don't know a lot of people that I was friends with in college that didn't drink and drive, like from the bars to home, which is like a less than a yeah. half mile. And it was like a, kind of like a running stupid. joke. Like, who's the best? It's so, it's so stupid. But yeah. And it was one of those things like, again, I'm not excusing, I'm not condoning it. It was a different time. There was not Ubers. There was not, and it was almost like this accepted reality of like, all right, it's like the only worry was you would get caught like from like the cops. Cause then you're like fucked. But I'm, I just like, I, I feel like it's, it's kind of, it's kind of crazy when you think about the fact, I mean, like rugs, especially multimillionaire first round pick. That's like, that's like a, that's a one night, just one decision, just one bad decision. And, and think like how big it affected his life. So I don't know. Well, you know, it's, I often, it's a common, it's not like I'm, I'm having any like unique thought here, but it's a common thing that people talk about is uh, you just can't understand how these guys who likely uh, travel with, a, you know, friends, whether it's security, if you're a big star or yeah. you just, you know, you go out with people and the fact that you're a multimillionaire how is there not, how is, how do you ever get into a situation where you get into a car driving yeah. drunk like that? Okay. Let's talk about the speed for a second too. Like, I don't, like, yeah, I don't feel, I don't, that part is mind blowing. And it, it tells me there's like a, a something about his own personality or character that it was like a, like, I, I don't know, like it was a very selfish thing to do, but it was, it was like an arrogance about like, oh my God, he's fucking fast. Like, I, again, the drunk driving thing, I don't remember any of us speeding. He was like, okay. Yeah, if anything, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, like, and so anyway, I just, I, I was, the whole thing is so dumb. But yeah, I don't understand how you put yourself in a situation like that. Because as soon as you get drafted and have that kind of money, you talk about protecting your money, making sure it grows and investing all that kind of stuff. And you have people around you. Why, yeah, you can't, you can't get you a turtle? You can't get a turtle for yourself? Right. <laughs> exactly. Smoke more weed, turtle. Um, all right. Last topic here, and then we will go into the uncensored moment of the week. 247 came out with an article. This was uh, Monday. Mm-hmm. SEC quarterbacks in 2022 ranked. Everybody loves a list in the, in the offseason. Oh, they love it. I mean, typically when you see a list that comes out in February, everyone agrees with it. Mm -hmm. It's pretty much unanimous. It's consensus. Yeah. And it's what's going to happen, too. It's like predicts the future. Right. Um, But interesting list. I thought I'd get your thoughts on some of these. Um, Shout out to Ken Seals, quarterback of Vanderbilt. He did come in uh, 14th. Okay. It's that's, that's, better that's to be number, It's better to be on a scale of one to fourteen. In this case, a one. So that's how rankings work. But hey. Um, anyways, uh, Brady Cook of Missouri at thirteen. Zach Calzada comes in. Auburn quarterback yeah. at twelve. I thought interesting enough. Anthony Richardson eleven. I understand it. He, we haven't really seen much of him. When we have seen him, though, he's been pretty explosive. Um, Miles Brennan, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, Miles Brennan, ten. Uh, Will Levis, nine. See, like, I would you rather have Will Levis or Anthony Richardson going into twenty twenty two? I, I don't know how to answer that. It's Anthony Richardson probably, but I don't know what kind yeah. of talent he's got around him or offensive line. Sure, like Levis made a lot of mistakes last year, but Levis also balled out a lot. Jackson Dart, the USC transfer to Ole Miss at eight. Big Puka Shell necklace guy, by the way. That's real. Yeah. It's back. You know, maybe I'll break mine out. Vincent so too, but I'd take it. Uh, seven, Max Johnson, Texas A&M. 
Six. A little guy no one's ever heard of. He's a walk-on, so I can understand why he's so low. Stetson Bennett, the fourth. Spencer Rattler. So stupid. Yeah. Spencer Rattler, fifth. Will Rogers, fourth. Hennon Hooker, third. KJ Jefferson. Mm-hmm. Your boy. Two. And I thought there was going to be a quarterback controversy there at Bama next year, but I guess not. Bryce Young, number one. Okay, real quick, I didn't realize, I'm looking at this now, that Will Levis had 13 interceptions last year, which is a lot. <laughs> that's not good. That's a lot. Uh, so, yeah, I, I, get, I get the Anthony Richardson thing. I, I was shocked that he was that low just because of his upside. Now, again, yeah. I've said this before, and it was neither host of the other podcast. They are respectable individuals, and I like them both. There was a guest that was on that podcast that said the morning after the Bama Florida game that if Anthony Richardson was a starter, that was a playoff contending team. And they, because they would be like the 2020 Bama offense where they have all these weapons and you couldn't stop them. That was, that so, was a, m- egregious. Yeah, so, that, quite egregious. My, my thought on Richardson, first off, remember when Emory Jones hit the portal and like apparently just never went anywhere and he's back at Florida now? I thought he graduated. I'm pretty sure he's on the team. I may have that wrong, <laughs> but, um, it, look, as much as Dan Mullen was not, a good recruiter. He's a quarterback guy. Guru. There's no chance that he's playing Anthony Richardson or Emory Jones over Anthony Richardson just because he liked Emory Jones better or that. He's always you know, loyal to the guy that's been there a minute too. That yeah. Or with him too. Yeah. Or he's like a gamer. Mm-hmm. Anthony Richardson clearly in practice Mullen wasn't seeing something. So right. I can see why he's this low. We haven't seen a ton. And, and in times, yes, very explosive, but also very careless with the ball. Mm-hmm. It'll be interesting to see what happens there with him under Napier. What other ones on here surprise you? I know Will you got Will a problem with number six. Four? Will Rogers was number four. That's fair. I get, I get that. Yeah. Um, good to see him finally get some respect. I think he, he did that. Like It's good to see him get respect and not – because I was worried about the fact that because he's in a leech system – that somehow it would just be like kind of, you know, I don't care if you're in a leech system or not, but if you're completing 74% of your passes, that's impressive. So yeah, um, I, I like that one. Who's five? Five of Spencer Rattler. And I, I like Spencer Rattler. And I'm excited for that. Um, Hinden Hooker should have been at two, in my opinion. I think KJ Jefferson's fantastic. Michael Wayne Bratton, our old coworker and guy who runs that SC podcast, fantastic podcast, great dude. Uh, he, he had him in top three last year. Bryce Young, obviously, with the Heisman Trophy winner, number one. But I'll just say, I'll get fired up one more time before we get off this podcast. Get the fuck out of here with the, 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 the Stetson Bennett slander. The kid just won a fucking national championship. And, here, and here's the thing. I'm going to say this again. If you, if you are still shitting on Stetson Bennett, that's a you thing. That's a you thing about how you perceive people that are that height, people that don't have stars. However you want to look at it, you're perceiving it in a very ignorant, dumbass way. Because... Just looking at the numbers here, Tyler. Um, Sets and Bennett, 29 touchdowns, seven interceptions. Second in the SEC in quarterback rating behind Hendon Hooker. Uh, he was averaging 21 attempts a game. He had, he had the highest yards per attempt in the SEC. Not Bryce Young. He had a full yard more than Bryce Young. He Wasn't left- he also the MVP of the national championship game? Yeah, just, just a month ago. Just a month and a half. You know why he was the MVP, Tyler? Do you know why he was? 
Because when Bama took the lead with less than, uh, you know, 10 minutes to go in the fourth quarter, and Stetson Bennett, who once again, Georgia fans had said over and over and over again, that game, you got to bench him. You got to take him out because he's the reason we're losing, blah, blah, blah. They had the opportunity, Kirby, Munkin, and him, to, like, piss their pants and be worried about, like, like all the stuff he had done consistently through the season and go away from it. Run the football, try to get a long drive, maybe flip the field and, and think your defense will hold them. And what did they do instead? Came out and fucking threw it all over the field. <laughs> four for four, 72 yards, game-winning touchdown. See you later. Like, I'm a Bama fan. That was that was the most impressive thing I saw from that entire game. And one of the – like, it was really cool to see because you had a chance to fucking panic – and instead, you put your faith in this kid. Sixth is outrageous. There's, there's no chance there's six players, six quarterbacks in the country I want starting for me over Stetson Bennett. They're, like in the country. Spencer right. Butler? What? Yeah. What, so what's your early prediction on what happens at quarterback for Georgia next year? How many guys transfer? Because they've got a billion people in that room. I mean, what's his name? The one that looks like Marv is done. The kid, Carson Beck. <laughs> I can't kid. And then, this is like this should be a lesson for everybody when they come out of high school too. Is like because he he fucking trolled Florida nonstop and then going to Georgia, and that program's in a better place, obviously. But it's like now he's got to hit the portal and like hope that other teams want him after like spurning and talking shit about like you know that one team. I, I, he's going to be gone. I don't think Brock Vandergriff leaves because he's going to. I'm just not sold on that kid from Raven County. I, like Gunnar Stockton. I'm just not at all. I, I think Brock Vandergriff is is especially with a year into the system. I, I, I mean, just fucking stay another year and start after that. Just stay another year and you'll, you'll get playing time. You know what? Who knows? Maybe you'll start at some point because it is Kirby still. And, and we like, he's obviously still not getting the respect he deserves. Cause you had, you had fans that were upset with him for saying he was coming back, which is fucking wild. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's wild time. Um, but yeah, that's my thought on it. It's, uh, that is, I, I don't get it. I just don't get it. Well, it'll be interesting. I I, I tend to agree with you on the Hinton Hooker thing. By the way, mm-hmm. I put him behind Bryce Young for sure at number two. I mean, KJ Jefferson. We talked about him all year. He's he had a fantastic year. I I don't know. Like he's he he obviously is really good at the run. Also pretty good at the pass. I think Hinton Hooker's a better passer, and he's pretty damn serviceable with his legs as well. So AJ Jefferson had 21 touchdowns and four interceptions. Yes. He, he, uh, what do you call it? He had a 67% completion percentage. It was like, it was 0.7, uh, below what's his name's, um, Hinton hooker. And I mean, yeah, I give you some of the, the, his legs. And everything the, like the, the kind of the way that he plays, like, and, and I get understand he's six three two forty five, So, Maybe you feel like you play that. He 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 needs to learn to be a little less physical. What do you mean? Like he's just he's not afraid of contact, which is great. Right. But when you're the quarterback, you can't get hurt. So I think he needs to learn that part of the game. But I, I'm very interested to see the step that he takes because that'll be the third year under Bryles. Mm-hmm. Um, they they brought in some some good talent. Not you lose some talents in Burks, but but you got Hazelwood coming in. So it'd be interesting to see what he does next year. He could easily uh, contend for a Player of the Year, no doubt, in that offense. Can I can I give you a take on KJ Jefferson? And I, th- I think just hear me out here. And Arkansas fans are going to like this, but just just hear me out here. I think KJ Jefferson's great. I would not have him above Setson Bennett for sure. 
like I said it earlier, maybe at three. And like really looking at it, is KJ Jefferson a top three quarterback or did KJ Jefferson, KJ Jefferson have a, a phenomenal game on national television against Alabama? And I'm not just saying that it's like, because it kind of feels like that's when everyone started to finally notice, which is great. He's, and he's yeah. a good was it the A&M game? I can't remember. He was seven of 15 in that okay. game. So it wasn't that, nah, but that, that no, was one of his, uh, I mean, so he, in six of the six of their games, he had one touchdown or less, like like one passing touchdown or less. Hold on. Seven of the games. So over half, he had one touchdown or less, uh, which is, that's hard for me to, to kind of fathom. I mean, that, and that's just like obviously passing. But like, I just, I don't know if he's enough to take you where you're trying to go if you're Sam Pittman. Because, because like, again, A&M, 7 of 15. The Georgia game, he was 8 of 13. That's all. That's the only, and they lost that game by, they were down by 21 in the first like six minutes, something like that, crazy. So it's a game you would think he would throw the ball a lot. I just kind of wonder if that's what what's going on there. So you, so you, so for 2022 going into next year, if you're an Arkansas fan, you, Chris Marler, would rather have Stetson Bennett at QB than KJ Jefferson. A thousand percent. Yeah. Did Stetson Bennett, is, is it Stetson Bennett who just won a national championship still? Yes. Yeah. Same guy. I want the one that won. Yes. I don't give it <laughs> like, listen again, I've said this before. I don't give a shit about the strength of schedule. I don't like, like when my team's winning, at least if I have to make an argument for them, then yeah. Like if they're trying to get in, but like I, whoever gets you there, I don't care if it's fucking PD Pablo or PB Herman. I don't know why those are the first two things that came to my mind, but like, <laughs> I mean, I imagine PD Pablo would be an unbelievably inefficient quarterback. He's one, he's too cocky. And two, like, like, just put your jersey back on, man. We get it. You keep twisting around. We get what a helicopter looks like. Just stop fucking doing it, dude. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> Big Petey Pablo guy, so totally with you. Let's rank next week. Let's do a ranking of the best <laughs> top 10 football players that are, that are rappers. Okay. That would have been football. Oh, that would have been rappers. Yeah. Like, I'm taking Bone Crusher first. Stetson Bennett. <laughs> I... You can talk all the shit you want about Setson Bennett. He just won a national championship. And, and no, he's, he's the a one rapper. I want there. him to be a rapper. Anyways. All right. Let's 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 polish this thing off with a little uncensored moment of the week. I'm having sex in. That's all I got. Uh uncensored moment of the week. We had to bring this up because you made a video on this. It was perfect. Maybe a little too much for the regular SDS page. Posted, you posted yeah. it on your on your own no, personal page. I posted it page. on the SDS page. Oh, you did? Yeah, I was told that I had to. It had to be bleeped out. There had to be like, oh, okay. and, and I was very proud of myself. It was a three-minute video, and I and admittedly, when when our my boss told me, he's like, "We can't post that. You gotta you gotta like bleep stuff out. You gotta even bleep out the word dick." I was like, "I'm not gonna do that. It's gonna take so much time. It's gonna take forever." <laughs> there were only five bad words. Look at you. I know. During that Big Ten rant, there was at least five times that. Yeah, without a doubt. Yeah. So, anyways, I encourage you. I'm going to let you take this one because no, you you bring it up. I've talked the whole time. Well, but your That's take on it was just so good. For for those of you that aren't subscribed, you got to go to the Saturday Down South YouTube page. Um, subscribe, you'll get these uncensored. Some, I guess this one's but actually tell censored. Them what happened? We'll plug it at the end. All right. So, the Olympic athlete. What's his name? He's not from the U.S. I don't his know. Name his name is Remy Lindholm. He's from Finland. He's Finnish. He's spent the wrong? last years of his life training 
for the Winter Olympics to be ready for the games in 2022 in Beijing. I mean, this guy, he's trained through a pandemic, many, many cold winters in Finland. Um, and it was his time to shine. <laughs> but unfortunately, a frozen <laughs> a frozen penis and a broken dream is all we have left. <laughs> I feel like it's just not, it's never going to not be funny. It, it just like, so if you, if you're like on social media on Sunday is the last day of the Olympics and side note, that whole thing about the, this being the worst Olympics ever is also hilarious because literally Hitler hosted one and they were like, no, no, fuck that. Like at least he was like, he had some manners, Beijing awful. So like this guy, this guy's, they, it's the last day of competition and they get word that, Said it just, I just like looking at Twitter and says like Olympic athlete bows out of competition with frozen penis. And I was like, I'm sorry, what? I've had a penis almost my entire life. And I don't, I don't, I haven't had a, I didn't know it was possible. Like, like I, I had, so I instantly have so many questions. A frozen penis. Right after that. My, my big thing was. It's a little thing. I, it's, outside, it's cold. So. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, you're, what are the odds? Like this could never happen, right? Wrong. But not only has this happened to someone happened before, one other time, it seems on record. Not only has this happened before, it happened last year. Not only did it happen last year, it happened to the same fucking guy. <laughs> so Remy, so because that was part of it too. When he's like giving this post game press conference, or whatever, he was just casually talking about it, like it wasn't a big deal. And I was like, why is he so, because like, first off, listen, if my dick's frozen, I don't know how I know that for one, right? This guy knew his dick was frozen. It was, it was I don't, I just felt this before. Questions. Yeah. No, oh, this isn't good. It's like when you're like running or something like that, and like, ah, tweaked it. I tweaked it. No, like my dick's frozen. So, so if that's me, one, I'm wearing more clothes, right? I don't get it. Like it's just another pair of like briefs is not going to like slow you down that much. I mean, I don't think you're even title contention. Would you rather would you rather finish fourth or have like have your penis be the most well-known penis in the world since Ray J's? How does this happen? Honestly. Like I, I don't want to get the science of it. I don't know. <laughs> people have been doing this sport for decades. And it never happens. Does it does it just happen? Does pe do people penises just freeze all the time? Like I've never heard of I this. Absolutely never heard of a penis freezing. Not once. And like what does it involve? I mean, is it literally like is it like an, like a little icicle? Here, let me ask somebody real quick that I know would know because she tried to explain to me the other day. Um, would you bring is... on an expert? Well, we've got a surprise. Remy Lindholm is actually in. <laughs> what's up, dude? The waiting room. Remy, Ooh, what's up, bro? <laughs> okay, so okay, back to this. The the, the uh, we are on the pod now. Okay, hold on. Um, are you really if, if that's me in? and my dick is frozen, right? And I know my dick froze. It's like if I shit my pants in like kindergarten, I'm not telling anyone or like, you know, like if I have done something that embarrassing, what? I'm just trying to figure out like if you're, if you get a frozen, frozen penis, it like, why do why do you have to not compete? Like, is there a chance I mean, that if you fall, it, it could like break? 
It's like it's like those jerseys in the third Mighty Ducks when they yeah exactly they sprayed that shit on there. Yeah, I, see, I don't know, but but like right off the top, real quick, right off the top, this happens. This is because every single step I kept reading, I was like, oh my god, you continue to make the wrong decision. If I get medical like assistance and I'm and I know that I'm I'm out, I can't do this. Hey man, I, yeah, I pulled my hamstring. Something's okay. wrong. Like something's on my hip. Uh, like literally anything besides me referencing my penis at all. Like, like, and I just, I don't understand why. So then, so then by the time he gets to the press conference, he's just handling this. Like it is like, like, it's like everyone does everyone that he's competing against. They don't have it, but, but I wonder if like, this is his thing. It's like, you know, like, like you go into like a golf, like locker room, like at your club or whatever. It's like, Gary, you saw you were kind of limping. Is it the back again? The back? Yeah. That sucks, dude. Is this like, People are like, oh, fuck, man, do you hear about, do you hear about Remy? It's a dick thing again. It's dick froze. Sucks, man. Trained four years, dick froze. Just can't avoid. It's like that hamstring that just, you, you can't ever get rid of it. You know, it's just like. <laughs> but it's his penis. Uh, every time I, yeah. <laughs> Try another sport. Yeah. <laughs> or at so, least don't do so, cross-country skiing where you're in the cold for so long. Maybe try something else. I, okay. And, and j- just to put this into parameters too, and or, uh, so everyone understands it, because I thought this was kind of hilariously ironic. The event itself is the 50 kilometer cross country skiing event. That is a 31 mile, 31 miles of cross country skiing, which is basically power walking up, uphill and getting a few downhills uh, like in, with skis on. That's it. That is, that's again, I said this about that's in the biathlon because the biathlon, get this time, this is a, a load of fun. It's cross country skiing, but you have a gun and you have to shoot stuff. I would fucking shoot myself. That's like, that's not, a, that's not a sport. That's fucking survival. That's all it is. Like what? Are, what? Are, I don't understand that at all. So anyway, he gets to the press conference and he says, he says, definitely one of the worst competitions I've ever had. One of the worst. Yeah, one of the worst. I just I don't understand how penis freezes. I don't understand why this guy ever told anyone that his penis froze, and then was just so casual about it. Uh, when when you're used to it happening, I guess it just doesn't. I mean, he said just, he said it was it was unbearable pain. And the memes haven't started yet. I put that in the video. It's going to get worse, bro. Yeah. I wonder if he does, if he gets like, you know, people take advantage of like their 15 minutes of fame. Like, I wonder, I just wonder how he does like, like, like an old he, he's, he, what you got to do is you got to lean in mm-hmm. and you got to profit. Mm-hmm. Penis popsicles. Wiener warmers. Who says no? Penis popsicles for sale and then wiener warmers for sale as well. I mean, Nashville alone, which is just one giant bachelorette party, that would go over really well. I mean, we're big popsicle I, guys. We just, we've never done it in front of each other or made eye contact. Remy Pops. You have any idea what kind of foods? How many foods are shaped like dicks? <laughs> Best ones. <laughs> From Superbad? Yeah. So, I mean, like, and I'm not making a joke when I say this. There is 1,000% going to be multiple videos and possibly a whole ass genre of porn born from this. And I told that somebody the other day and they were like, that's so stupid. And I was like, if you, if you, they have, they have made it a thing. I don't know this. I just heard it. I've been told on social media. It's a whole like genre that people, stepmoms or something getting stuck in a washer and dryer. If, if you think that that storyline is believable and you want to watch that, of course you're going to watch a guy with a frozen dick thawed out by, by doing that. I mean, it, I just, it just the whole thing blows my mind. That he's, I honestly, I was, 
I thought there might be a small chance that it was somehow like tied to the closing ceremonies. And this is going to be some like weird ass storyline that was like woven into it. It was like a big reveal. <laughs> it's not frozen. <laughs> and that's where you start selling the wiener warmers. I just, four years, four years. They always talk about this in swimming and track. It's like, man, like you got to think about this like, for four years, this guy trained in like, 0.1 seconds. That's the difference between fourth and first place. Like, and you know, they always say too, it's like, you know, no one remembers second place. They're going to remember Remy for fucking ever. Yeah. He didn't even finish. He didn't even start. Yeah. I don't think he's going to be finishing for a while either. So, <laughs> and with that, this podcast is finished. So yeah. go follow us at CFB underscore uncensored, getting the tweet game up a little bit. Um, go not. check us out on youtube this will be in video format if that's your thing you can see us um looks like we're our last video is doing quite well it starts out with me drinking wine so you get to see a little behind the scenes action yeah we, i don't know what we're gonna make like i mean if we did a cold open for this one i i just i don't know how to say this and i'm not trying to be immature i just can't stop talking about this guy's frozen penis i just <laughs> it, I, I just don't think we're making a big enough deal out of it I, it it's just crazy to me that whole thing <laughs> <laughs> what's that line they're like i want to close with like like and by the way make sure you let them back inside because if they're cold or if you're cold they're cold too like your cats and dogs and shit like that like don't leave them outside in the cold right 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 that was a good joke so yeah. it was all right all right that's it for this week for chris i'm tyler thanks for listening talk to you soon get well soon remy